You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We're joined in the box by uh, a man who's uh, now in club land. He's got used to putting the club polo on. Uh, of course, used to be... Uh, uh, very significant at the AFL, but he's the general manager the of football. Of fo- well, that's, you were telling us that before, Doom, off air. Uh, general manager of football performance is his title. Uh, very grand indeed. Simon Lethleen uh, joins us on a big day for the Saints, both on and off the field. Welcome, Lethus. Hey, young hello. Hey, Lethus. Going well. It uh, hasn't been a great start, though, from, from your club, has it? Uh, how big is today for you, both in terms of a better performance on the field and, and to get your fans here? Yeah, it's a really important day for the club. Um, you know, playing a pretty good side in the Giants and uh, really looking to turn the tide for the season so far. The boys have had some pretty uh, honest discussions during the week and and the players have been heard about a few of their views about the style of play too. So um, it's a big day to turn performance around and also yeah, get our fans to stick with us and support us. St Kilda fans have been rusted on for a lot longer than me and they're really important to us. So that as many that get here to enjoy the day will be important to us. You touched on style of play there, and, and that was obviously one of the criticisms of last week. And Richo explained, you know, that they, they put extra numbers up to the stoppage. The players have had a bit of a say on, on that this week, have they? Have they? What, what, what are they asking for? Yeah, look, I think um, most of you know when you review the game, certainly the players' views are taken on board, especially the leadership group. Um, and I think they want to just uh, really try and express their way of footy a bit, a bit better. And you watch how they played against the Giants last year when they beat them. Um, it looks more energised, more confident um, and more skillful. And I think that the boys will be really trying hard today across the 22 to all impact the game rather than waiting for uh, Jack Stephen to be the one to do it. So it'll be an energised performance today, I reckon. Is that, a, is that how much do the coaches take that on board? Do they feel like that's a bit of a slap in the face to them about what they've been trying to get them to do? No, look, I think the art of coaching is getting the best out of your group. So that certainly hasn't been the case the last few weeks. So they certainly um, took on board some of the feedback. And, and you know, it's a reasonably immature group. I think it's the fourth youngest side playing this week. So th- the players need to to uh, follow direction too. It's not a one-way street. So um, I think you'll see some differences today and uh, and hopefully they uh, make a big impact. You mentioned there was some open discussion and dialogue during the week. Uh, I, I know you're not going to give us the nitty-gritty. Can you give us a basic feel for what some of that open discussion and honest discussion was about and, and, and who was, it was pushed from which area? Um, I think it's just the players wanting to get back to playing confident football and why hasn't that been the case um a lot of talk during the week about the forward structure for instance so um you know some good insights from experienced midfielders like jack Stephen about what they want to look up and see and you know what's best That's for paddy and, and paddy's in good form so how do we best utilize paddy and and is the way we're playing suiting gresham and billings in the form they're in so it was pretty open stuff um, as you'd expect and want. So I think it was, as I said, it was a good discussion, but the players got to own the output they want to have now. They can't just talk about it. And I reckon that's a fantastic conversation. I love it when the midfielder says, what I want to see, because you're going to feel a lot better about kicking to it, isn't he? So what does he want to see? Well, I think he wants to see, 
you know, all clubs now push their forwards up and have 18-man defence. Um, but the players have got to reset and work back pretty hard. Now, do we need to have everyone up at stoppages? I'm not sure. I think the Giants are a bit more one-on-one -on -one team, so you might see a bit more of that around the ground. But I think Jack wants to look up, see options, and kick it to space and kick it to players rather than perhaps looking up and, and having no confidence in what's been in front of him in the last few weeks. And that's been form and confidence as compared to structure, I reckon. Simon, you... Simon, Bob Murphy here. Um, hey, Bob. I was just wondering, thanks for taking us inside inside the club in terms of the tactical stuff has there been has there been anything any change you've noticed this week in in the mood or or anything um outside the box that alan richardson's brought to the group this week yeah look the, the group's pretty energized i sort of drove here today thinking we're a fair chance today now the proof being the pudding but you know the experienced guys in you know seb ross and jack Stephen and geary and um, they're all in pretty good spirits about today. So I think, as I said, you'll see an energised performance. We watched about 10 minutes of Giants v Saints last year, and it was a manic, pressure-filled, confident, belief performance. And I think that's what the boys are bringing today. So it's been a pretty positive week, um, Bob, as you know, people might th not think that would be the case, but it's certainly the energy's there. So hopefully there's a big response today. Simon, we've got to get through the rest of the year clearly and you need a, an improved performance. But where, where's your list at from your point of view and what are some of your weaknesses that you need to address in the off-season? Yeah, I, mean, I guess uh, I've only been at the club for a few months now and I'm not maybe as in love with our list as if you'd been there for longer, so I've got a pretty fresh set of eyes. Um, we've certainly, in my view, got a pretty, a pretty deep list um, and we've got a bunch of players that I reckon are, are going to have to make the impact or the decision to to take themselves to the next level and you know it's pretty openly talked about some of those players like a Billings and Gresham who I think are really talented players that we want to become the A graders that we know they can so the sooner the better um, a lot of talk about whether we have the elite top end players and I think certainly Jack Stephen is and I know Carlisle's in pretty good form and, and Seb Ross played all Australian footy last year so I reckon the group's there but you know as you've seen with Richmond you need you know you need your big four or more to really impact games and at the moment we probably haven't got that number impacting games that's where we're going to try and improve so you feel like they the some of those I, I agree with the likes of billings i think that kid can be yeah. a grade he's just a serious talent you feel you have enough within the club you're always adding yeah we go to the draft every year and we try and stooge the next the blokes who's behind us and pinch the best talent we can get but do you feel you've got a core of four six kids who come through and can be A-grade players? Yeah, I think we do. But, I mean, you ne you've never got enough. I mean, you watch the Hawks across those premiership years. They added someone every year. They added Burgoyne, Gibson, Hale, Guerra. They were adding every Lake. year. Propolo, Lake. I mean, you've just got to keep improving your list, and we shouldn't hide away from that. We want to go and get some blokes to come to the club that will impact the game. So want, you're saying you want... More. Would you start looking at... I know we're only round five, but would you, in October, start looking at ready-made players who you think are going to improve your list? Well, I think every good list manager is looking now about next year. Um, so we certainly are, as you, you can't sit still. Um, every good club adds someone to their list every year, I reckon, and that will, that's from the draft, which it will be. Take also, us right inside, Lethers. Who are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> is Jordan Degoe <laughs> one? That's, his name's been speculated. Well, one thing I do know is that now that we've said we're going to be aggressive, we're now mentioned with every person that's coming out of contract or that might want to move. But... Yeah, we so want you're not interested in Jordan to go. We're interested in any good player that wants to come to St Kilda. So you are interested in Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a really boring answer. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have you do have significant salary cap space to be able to play in that game. Yeah, it's a it's a sort of a 
a strange conversation. Well, everyone's got the same salary cap, but we have got some prepayment mechanisms we can use this year because we've banked the last couple of years. So we've certainly got uh, more money to spend than 100% next year, so we can we can get some big deals done if we can get the players. That Are you paying come. 100% of your salary cap this year? Yeah, you have to to be able to spend 105 the year after. So we've got a couple of years of banking to spend. It depends how you define 100 versus 105%, I guess. <laughs> Lethus, how important is the way you play from now in terms of for the rest of this year in terms of attracting those players? Um, oh, look, I think it's it's always important. I Re think really important, though, or do they tend to make their decision already? I don't know. I mean, as I said to some journalists during the week last year, Richmond got smashed by 100 points in the last round of the year, and they were 13th, but Preston and Curvis and Caddy still came. Um, I think you've got to sell the environment that you've got, the coaching stability you've got, the, the board and the club that you've got. We've now got Moorabbin and $13 million more to make that a $50 million facility. We've got the facility. We've got, in my view, the coaching staff, and we've got a good, stable club. So we're, we're in my view, a destination club that is now in the conversation. Uh, we've got to prove that we want more players to come and help. What's surprised you the most about Clubland? You've obviously had a lot to do with it from the other side. What's surprised you the most? It's surprising how often I use the term clubland. I didn't think I would because it's always one of those ones where you go, where actually is clubland? Um, <laughs> oh, look, it's it's a much more singular focus, and that's quite refreshing. I spent a fair while, you know, consulting and thinking about what 18 clubs and venues and broadcasters wanted to do. Um, you can now quite refreshingly just do what's right for your club, so that's good. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it's a really obvious thing to say, but it's a, it's a performance environment. So... Um, I guess having to lead the football program and try and um, elicit better performance from individuals and from coaches and players is an interesting challenge, so I'm enjoying that. Can Simon, I, sorry, sorry, okay, Dan, sorry, Simon, we've seen you in the coaches box. Is that is that been a new experience for you, or have you done that before? How have you how have you found that experience? Yeah, I've never I've never sat in an AFL coaches box, so it's certainly interesting. There's lots of um, discussion throughout the quarters and and not much time to go and address things at the breaks but i've enjoyed that i've you know i've been around footy all my life bob so i, I uh and i've done a bit of, a bit of community coaching so i love that part of the week um you made any moves yet uh no i've had some suggestions that either get knocked over or get listened to but i'll i'll keep tossing a few around <laughs> you're what's, pretty what's, wise what's, counsel yeah. though aren't you and i mean that with all due respect you're pretty wise counsel in the football world you've been around a long long time is there something you do in the box if you see coaches their minds here or there do you do you pull coaches into line do you do, do you do anything like that with your counsel in the box yeah like i think my role as i said to be in charge of football is to make sure that the coaches are doing their job on match day and if that means they're not composed enough or there's too much talk or there's interference or there's people not thinking or delivering on their role yeah i've got to call that out now hasn't been a great deal of that thus far but that's part of the role of being I think a composed general manager of footy the good ones that I've known all the way along Jeff Walsh and Dave Noble and 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 others uh, I'm sure and Steve Hocking have been a pretty um, uh, have shown leadership in the box to make sure it's working well we've seen a number of clubs have ultimate success after conducting very thorough reviews uh, Richmond was the latest obviously going back Geelong was one of the poster boys for that. Uh, and you've obviously come in with fresh eyes, as you've already discussed. Is there the possibility that you will conduct a complete review of the club? Well, again, I reckon the role of general manager football, especially when you start, is that you're probably conducting a review every week on how things you're are going. You're rolling with it, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But my, where, uh, my role is to improve the program. And that includes welfare, uh, player management and negotiations for our contracts, our coaching staff and their development, um, you know, high performance and conditioning. So... I think 
all good leaders in their roles are constantly trying to improve things but whether we have to announce some sort of review at the end of the year don't know we'll see how we've gone but um i think you've got to review your football program every year whether that's publicly stated or not can i ask you a final question for me and and we look from the outside and and sometimes we we come up with flippant remarks and sometimes we come up with glorious remarks about st kilda and how they play coming from the club i came from which you know and you were there for quite some time as well. You know the way we were schooled. We hear about what it is to be a St Kilda person. They've been going over 125 years. They've won one premiership. And I saw the, the um, uh, Dicko's documentary on the St Kilda premiership and I, and I felt wonderful. I really got a sense of being there. Is it a different beast to other clubs? Are they a different fraternity to deal with it there just seems to be something about st kilda that oh look at our boss here rossi he's different Uh, (laughs) there's just something different about st kilda have you pegged it what is it and is it a good thing or is it something that needs (laughs) to be massaged no it's it's certainly a good thing i I think the club's a great uh, a great environment and a great entity in itself when when i think of st kilda i think we um also need to to make sure we publicly show that St Kilda is a bit of a um, entertainment and media and St Kilda Beach and all the stuff that is about St Kilda. It's a bit different. You know, you go... There is a difference yeah, to it. It's different. It's yeah. certainly got... I think it's got that, uh, you know, that Eric Banner and Shane Warner about it, and that's OK. You know, if we want to try and attract players to our club, it is that St Kilda is part of the vibrant lifestyle of Victoria, and we want to own from Port Melbourne to Portsea and, and be that club, so... I haven't quite unlocked all that, but it's certainly different. Just like it'd be different from being at Port Adelaide, you know. Um, they're all different beasts because they've had people come through their clubs that have shaped what it is. And Derm um, really wants to know whether the Saints Disco is going to be refurbished <laughs> down there. The Saints Disco has just been knocked over, so there'll be some uh, <laughs> some skeletons flying out at, at the moment, flying it's out a, that grandstand. Yeah, it's a wonderful, and 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 you've seen Dicko's documentary on that yep. '66 grand final. I, I don't even back with the Saints, and I, and I watched that and thought. I'm sort of getting what it is to be a St Kilda supporter, and they are different. I mean, all my mates who are St Kilda supporters down Frankston, they are they're partially loony. Yeah, well, Molly, I just got a text off Tex Perkins as well. Tex Perkins Tex. wants to be mentioned as well. Yeah. <laughs> they are half insane, yeah. well, and they revel yeah. in that insanity of being a St Kilda supporter. They're loyal. They are loyal. They're rusted on, and they they want success. And just like. When we're talking to, to people that might want to come and help our club, if you can help bring success to St Kilda, you'll lead a pretty good life thereafter because you'll be lauded and you'll feel it and you'll love it, and that's what we want to do at the place. Are they being tested now, that loyalty? Oh, I think so. I mean, um, you know, when your team isn't performing the way you want it to, I'm sure that's disheartening. But, um, you know, Saints are different. I've met a lot of Saints fans now that I you know, didn't know were, uh, and they sort of talk to you about, you know, welcome to St Kilda, this is a bit of us. You've got to, you've got to hang in there and you've got to work a bit harder. and you know, there's something in the fact that we can work harder and get there. So your conversation with Gudinski's going really good. I, I mean, there's another. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Big side for today, Simon. Really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks good for having us. Cheers. Simon Lefleur, Secured General Manager of Football Performance in the commentary box here today at Eddie Head Stadium. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.